0: Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Revelation. Now, last time we read chapter 14, and at the end of chapter 14, there is the reaping of the earth. There are the two, uh, basically, the two reapings, and then the last verse here. And the grapes in the wine press were trampled and crushed outside the city, and blood poured from the winepress, reaching up to the horse's bridles for a distance of 1,600 stadia, which they say about 200 miles. Um, so, this has to do with harvesting the grapevine of the earth and throwing the grapes into the great winepress of wrath and indignation of God. So this would be <coughs> representative of that as part of God's judgment on the rebellious world. So that's the end of chapter 14. Now we're ready to read chapter 15, Revelation 15. I am reading in the Amplified Bible, and I do want to remind us that we are, um, while this is very much in John's future, and it reads very much as a future thing, uh, we want to make sure that we're applying this in a way to our daily lives, that we're learning what we can learn from this and applying it to our daily lives. That's my intent and my idea. Um, that's always been my idea through all the Gospels and everything we've, we've read and studied. And uh, that will continue to be my idea even when we finish Revelation. And uh, the Lord willing, we'll go back to uh, Genesis and start. From there and come forward uh, the idea is to learn what we can learn and use that in our daily lives and not uh, not necessarily I'm not necessarily trying to uh, learn about the future events of what may or may not happen and when we, and we can't know like we can't know when the Lord is going to return anyway um, You know, Jesus will return, but we don't know when. And and he said plainly that even he did not know that only God the Father knew. So we can't know that. So we're just reading this from the intent of trying to learn what we can and apply that to our daily lives. Some of these things are going to read as future events. Some things I believe are future events. However, it's also possible some of these things have already occurred. So, I don't want to get into all that and all the symbology and the speculation. just want to read this with the understanding that we're reading something that, for John, when he was here having this vision, this was all future for him. At the point where we are now, definitely it was all a future event for him. Okay? So... This is Revelation chapter 15, verse 1. Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and wonderful, a warning of terrifying and horrible events, seven angels who had seven plagues, afflictions, calamities, which are the last because with them the wrath of God is finished, that is, it is completely expressed and reaches its zenith. Then I saw something like a sea, or a large expanse of glass mixed with fire, and those who were victorious over the beast, and over his image, and over the number corresponding to his name, were standing on the sea, or large expanse of glass, holding harps of God worshiping him. And they sang the song of Moses, the bondservant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and wonderful and awe-inspiring are your works in judgment. O LORD, GOD, THE ALMIGHTY, THE OMNIPOTENT, THE RULER OF ALL, RIGHTEOUS AND TRUE ARE YOUR WAYS, O KING OF THE NATIONS. WHO WILL NOT FEAR REVERENTLY AND GLORIFY YOUR NAME, O LORD, GIVING YOU HONOR AND PRAISE IN WORSHIP? FOR YOU ALONE ARE HOLY, FOR ALL THE NATIONS SHALL COME AND WORSHIP BEFORE YOU, FOR YOUR RIGHTEOUS ACTS, YOUR JUST DECREES AND JUDGMENTS HAVE BEEN REVEALED AND DISPLAYED. After these things I looked and the temple sanctuary of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened and the seven angels who had seven plagues that is afflictions or calamities came out of the temple arrayed in linen pure and gleaming and wrapped around their chests were golden sashes then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath and indignation of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory and radiance and splendor of God and from his power. And no one was able to enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. Now that is Revelation chapter 15. Now I admit when we look at this, at first it may be hard to glean the anything out of this that would be useful to us. Because this does speak of the bowls of the wrath and indignation of God. And, you know, these are things that do demands sinful ways and sinful nature. And I'm speaking of all of us as a whole, that his wrath and indignation, that's what's causing and generating that. Now, us as Christians, you know, we should not be purposefully you know, sinning and creating more and more of that. We should be, instead, we should be following God in His commandments. We should keep our robes washed white. We should repent for when we do make mistakes. And, and we do. And we do. We know we sin and we mess up. But we need to repent and wash our robes white every day. Now you notice here, too, that, let's see, The temple was filled with smoke from the glory and radiance and splendor of God. Now this refers to, at least in the note here, they have a note here, the awe-inspiring manifestation of God's Shekinah glory, which is like that glowing, you know how uh, Moses, after he had interacted with God and his face was all glowing, it it frightened the Israelites. Um, It's that type of a glowing glory of God's power, and it's just, you know, it's such a, the temple is filled from the glory and radiance and splendor of God, so, I mean, no one was able to enter the temple, so, I mean, God is just so glorious, and so, um, I, I don't even know if bright is really the correct word, but just so full of glory and power that they could not even enter the temple at that time. Notice that um, those who were victorious over the beast and over his image and over the number, meaning that they have not succumbed to sin. They have not come to the temptations and the deceptions. Now, if we can't take anything else away from this, let's look at it that way. If we, we can be the ones who are victorious. We can, as Christians, be victorious over the deception of sin. We don't have to fall for sin and fall in with Satan and the beast and the prophet, and I say that kind of, you know, in the air quotes type of way, you know what I mean? So that we can, we can be among this number, figuratively speaking, in that we can be victorious over sin, thanks to God, thanks to the sacrifice of Jesus. We can be victorious, we can resist the temptations and deceptions of the world. And I think that is probably the most important thing to take from this chapter right now. If I look at this in something that we can apply to our daily lives, these people are representative of a group of people who really went through an extremely difficult time, and yet they stood fast and stood for God and stood with God. And that's what we need to do. We need to make sure we're doing that. And then we will, at the end, when we end up with heaven, when we in front of end up in front of God, we may be like these people holding a harp of God, worshiping him and singing songs to him and songs to the Lord. That, that would be great be nothing wrong with that. I think that would be wonderful for us. So it's just something to think about. And that is Revelations chapter 15. So, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.